Where you talk about monsters. <clears throat> like Lady Gaga fans? It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the list of superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, we're getting ready for the fight of the century between King Kong and Godzilla. Fight of the century or fight of the streaming services? Ooh. It, there's no fight between that. The bully, Throwing bully. jabs. Yeah, it's it, it's really not a jab at anybody else. <laughs> uh, we're getting even more time to die with some delay news. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I saw some people on Twitter uh, not realizing that, they, that that joke has been being made for yeah. like over a year now. So they just see the delay and they're just like, I guess there was plenty of time to die. It's like, yeah. no, 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 you're late to this pun. You're late <laughs> to this party. Get get to it the first time it was delayed, okay? Now <laughs> now we have even more time to die. You know, in mm-hmm. fact, we have time to live at this point. Uh, there's, we're going to break down some new Spider-Man and Batman rumors, Mike. I know you like to sink Ooh, your teeth into those. I love rumors. And more. I love rumors, and uh, I love sitting on the couch and watching TV. Uh, I don't remember if I... Uh, if um, I Are you doing that right now? No, I, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in I'm sitting in front of my computer right now. That's what okay. I'm doing. Uh, but I think last week I said I was uh, watching the Americans, and we're still plowing through that. Still playing Ghost of Tsushima or Tushima. I don't know how the hell to pronounce it. We were trying to talk mm. about it on the on the top of the show, and I don't I don't know how to pronounce this. Sushi. But I'm having mm. I'm having a good time. But uh, we have some crossover in our corn stream this week, so that'll we do. be fun. We do, we do. I actually tried to sit down and and watch some stuff this week that I hadn't got to yet. I was like, you know, there's uh no need to to stay up late and play video games. I can actually just lay in bed and watch some movies. And uh, I, I hit Monday with two movies back-to-back in bed, Mike. And, Whoa, and, slow down and, there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, well, it's only, oh, this movie's not very long. I can start a second one. But I'm going to start off with one I started on Monday that we've talked about. It's been almost a year since it's been out, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> 2020's, was it 2020's number one movie? Did it end up being number one? I don't quite remember. It was remember. number one streaming, I think, or video on demand, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I don't think it was in the theater. I think... Uh, Maybe Birds of Prey or maybe a, a Tenant at the late end of the year pulled that off. But yeah, Sonic was up there for a while because it was like the last movie before they shut down. And and if you remember, we followed this movie for quite a bit because people were very upset by Sonic's design uh, early on in this, right? Mm. And they, they said, you know, we hear you. We're going to go back and redo it. And um, I'm going to say this is a, not a horrible movie, Mike. Uh, I, I expected it to be very, you know, kind of, like uh, I guess, a... Uh, pander to children maybe um but (laughs) i also realized children don't play sonic the hedgehog anymore right when's the last time a quality sonic game came out for kids to play that's a good question the (laughs) sonic video game fan base is absolutely insane and i think they kind of love to hate this blue hedgehog for the most part but i I pull it up sonic uh was number two domestically beat out by bad boys for life and that was just because they got the early uh beginning of the year uh box office but uh uh, good for Sonic. Pro- uh, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah, well, there's there's a sequel coming already. We know that, right? And mm-hmm. um, uh, should should do you care about spoilers at all in this? Because 
I think I think the thing is most people you remember Sonic, right? And who who was with Sonic the whole time? Every time we uh, played. Well, I, I think I know a little bit. I haven't watched it yet, but I yeah. I believe Tails makes an appearance. Yeah. I I don't know if this was true, but I thought Knuckles might have been no. hinted at, or they showed him at some point. No, in time. not at all. Remember. No, there's no Knuckles. I think that they they have said Knuckles will be in the sequel. Mm. Um, for sure, because Knuckles is also the the echidna who stole people's hearts and minds with his <laughs> sassy attitude from the. From uh, the I just have a really bad idea that Knuckles is going to be kind of the um, like the ethnic addition to the mm. movie. You know how like uh, Michael Bay was did a really bad job of trying to bring representation to Autobots, yeah. and he just gave them a bunch of like urban slang. Like I just have a bad idea. Oh. Bad thought that they're gonna do that with Knuckles. They, <laughs> they, whoever did Sonic cares about the character and actually, it, it's pretty entertaining in, in some points. I, I don't feel they're gonna go very offensive on this. I think, I think you're until you watch it. I think you can probably set that aside a little bit because I think they'll do good with Knuckles. But I feel Knuckles and Sonic are gonna fight for a bit and then they're gonna be friends. And I feel like that's something else we're gonna talk about later in the show between some other people. But yeah, um, I, I, I have no idea what the canon or how uh, how Sonic lore kind of. Uh, uh, has developed yeah. over the years, but I, it wasn't that wasn't uh, Knuckles introduced as an antagonist at some point in time. I, I don't know if that was in the two D games or if maybe that was in one of the three D. Well, games, Sha- Shadow the Hedgehog was the villain um, more than Knuckles. I think Knuckles was just a uh, you know um, imagine like a Winter Soldier version of if Sonic is his <laughs> Cap, you know Knuckles is more like a, a Winter Soldier. Uh, version yeah, I mean that, I so. do remember when uh, Sonic and Knuckles uh, were were kids and they went off to the mm. war front. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. well, well the, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I I had a good time. I I was I didn't go with high expectations, but I came out being like, you know, this is really fun. Uh, uh, is it uh, James Marsden? Um, you know, we know him from Cyclops. We know him from Westworld. Really, Solo shows that the the uh, the human aspect to this this little blue uh, CGI guy. And, and uh, again, Jim Carrey just totally chewing scenery as uh, <laughs> Doctor Robotnik throughout this whole thing. So I, I think it's a it's, if you got some free time. Is it? I don't even know if it's on a streaming service, Mike. Um, I'm gonna have to pull up our Just Watch and take a look here because you, you haven't seen it anywhere, have you yet? Well, I know it's on a, a private media server that's mm-hmm. been shared with me uh, from somebody that hosts a superhero podcast. Hint, hint. It's you, Chris. Oh, oh, uh, it's me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, Just Watch is having some issues because it's not loading the icon for what it's. No, it's Directv has it, so no, it's not on any streaming <laughs> service unless you pay for it. So that's you really. You can weird. always rent it. You can watch it for like five bucks. It's, probably. It's only rentable right now, according to this, through Fandango Now, not anywhere else, <laughs> which is weird. Why not Apple or iTunes? Either way, I, I think it's a good time. I think it's, you'll, if you get a chance, you'll enjoy it. It's something you can put on the background. Don't have to watch heavily. Uh, the other thing is, not last night, I think two nights ago, I was able to introduce my wife for the first time to the Predator franchise with oh, the first Predator. Okay. And you may be asking, Chris, what the hell brought you to the Predator franchise? Oh, uh, let me know, guess. I want to say it was some Fortnite news. It is Fortnite, is yeah. <laughs> so Fortnite this week, they they um, if you have the battle pass, you can get the Predator skin for free. And uh, my wife was like, I've never seen the Predator. Um, you know, none of them. And I'm like, well, uh, I had the first one on a private hosted media server uh, hosted by <laughs> one of the, the podcast, uh, co-hosts of a superhero podcast. It's me. Um <laughs> Uh, so we watched that, and um, I always forget how long that movie takes to get going, right? But this is an era of where, like, you don't get to see the villain. The alien is a mystery, right, the whole time. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, if you know the Predator, he's got invisibility. He's got a heat vision. He's taking people out left and right. Uh, but it's like, again, Mike, everyone, my wife was like, 
hey, that's the scene where the two guys do the the hand, the high five together, right? Or the hand clap, <laughs> and they try to out muscle each other. She's like, I know that one. And I'm like, yep, that's uh, that's where this came from. It's the the host of this, and then you know Arnold yelling, "Get to the chopper," as well. So uh, I I think it's a, I mean, the Predator's a fun fun little journey to go to. If you haven't watched it in a while, it does still hold up, um, it, except for the language. I will tell you, they are not very PC <laughs> in this movie at all. Uh, yeah. You but, know what? I I I want to use I want to use this moment as a transition. So I think we should save this overlap for the end of the corn stream here, real quick, because since you introduced your wife to the Predator uh, for the first time, my wife introduced me to a movie for the first ch- time, and I had a very similar experience that your wife did with Predator was The Sound of Music. Oh yeah, it w- it was a movie that I had never grown up with, and uh, we had made a deal. With uh, I would watch The Sound of Music, and I, then she would watch something that I wanted to watch. And I was like, I was like, oh, I get all of these pop culture references. I've been watching in movies and TV shows for years and years now because they all came from The Sound of Music. Uh, so that movie is intense because it's three hours long, so you really got to settle in for it. It even has like the intermission in the middle of it. But I do think that's pretty funny. We have a lot. We have an extra bit of crossover yeah. in the corner stream on top of that. Uh, first timers. And, and did you catch that on HBO Max? Uh, no, Sound of oh. Music is on Disney Plus, actually. Oh, was, okay. I knew it was on yeah, some okay. streaming service. I'm like, I've seen it recently going through yeah. the list of films. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I believe it's a Fox property. So okay. it, it seems pretty much at home to me on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. But it does make, you, make me wonder how much Nazi content can you find on Disney mm-hmm. Plus. Uh, it is was Indiana Jones there yet? <laughs> it was very funny uh, watching the head of the Von Trapp family. Not funny. It was satisfying to watch him rip the Nazi flag. And I thought to my head, I was like, oh, I bet that would make a really good gif. And then, of course, like uh, that gif is everywhere. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I've seen it before, too. So I'm so late to the party with The Sound of Music. And uh, your wife is a, a little less late to The Predator because yeah. Predator is 80s. Sound of Music is like 20 years before well, that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, not, I mean, this, this movie is just, again, one lady per film in this movie right like of, of the predator and everyone else is all these super hyper masculine men with guns and a specific <laughs> set of abilities for a military thing yeah the machismo is <laughs> off the charts in the predator yeah pretty much so uh yeah i, I mean it's 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 a good time i, I think uh you know I, I was able to play that and then and then i was like you know what they're gonna add to fortnite next the terminator and what did they add the t-800 in a fortnite the next day <laughs> i was like that's awesome uh those those uh schwarzenegger films from the 90s but then but then mike i remembered <laughs> I hadn't got to watch Kong Skull Island yet. And, Kong Skull Island. And, you, wait, you had never seen it? I had not seen it at all until this week. Oh. Because I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know, I don't think I did. I don't think I watched it. I think I just maybe read a synopsis afterwards about everything. <laughs> I like how you went to a fugue state because I don't. We have it on tape. Last week when I was talking about Kong Skull Island, I think you told me that since I'm watching them in kind of um, in story chronological order, yeah. you told me that they get better as you watch them, uh, which I will say I disagree with, uh, and uh. we'll get to that. Uh, but. Uh, I I was under the assumption that you had watched them, but I no, guess you hadn't. I, I think I think I just read um, synopsis of this and and uh-huh. reviews along the way uh, b- while they were building this interconnected universe. Uh, and I I I go the other. I still stand on what I said last week <laughs> after watching it and making sure I watched it all the way through the end till the end and everything. I still I think give me no don't get me wrong, Kong Skull Island has better actors. But it's so 
goddamn predictable about the whole thing. <laughs> I, I wish it wasn't as predictable as it was. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for me, because you know we've got this whole universe they're trying to set up later. But um, I did see, see Kong Skull Island um, this week, and and you you looks like you were able to finish it as well because you were halfway through when we talked last week, right? Kind of in and out of it. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I was finally able to finish it, and unbeknownst. To me, we, I mean, we're going to be talking about it today, the Godzilla vs. Uh, Kong trailer. Uh, yeah. That was announced earlier this week that that trailer was going to be dropping, and I started watching Kong before that. So uh, luckily, I preemptively started watching this franchise. So uh, it motivated me to finish all three yeah. of these films, Kong Skull Island, uh, Godzilla 2014, and then Godzilla King of the Monsters, because like we're going to be talking about this trailer on yeah. Sunday, and I should be able to bring some sort of intelligent conversation it's, to it. It's the Avengers version of uh, these Universal mo- or not Universal monsters but whatever they are whoever owns these the, the, the titans monsters I, yeah. I guess titan the titan universe the titans if... the uh what's the company that they um this organization monarch, monarch the monarch mm. verse there it is yeah uh, first of all i i think the easiest thing to say after watching all of these is i i'm not going to defend any of these movies <laughs> yeah, i don't right. think these i don't think any of these movies are particularly good at all and all of the human, like, I, I understand uh, in a kaiju movie, you have to have human elements to it because you have to kind of ground and have the audience connect to somebody. Because if you're just watching monsters fight, like, you know, say you take a movie, dial it, da- dial it back to prehistoric times. If you're just watching a bunch of dinosaurs fight, like, yeah, it's entertaining for a little while, but there's like no stakes, you know, like, oh, if mm-hmm. the T-Rex kills like the, the Stegosaurus, you know who cares you know, that's just that's just nature right you, know, it's, you might as well be watching a nature nature documentary so unfortunately all of the human parts in all of these movies are just atrocious they're boring they're tacked they're on af- like does it feel like they're tacked on after the fact yeah, doesn't it they're all of the humans are so dumb they make the worst decisions all there's all of these cheesy like ham-fisted kind of like plot mechanisms of just like oh there's a machine that we can use to talk to them oh we have to track them like I, I this is just me speaking generally because i feel like all of these movies are exactly the same because i watched them all in a row and they all hit the exact same beats they're all trying to track down the monster they're trying to find out how to kill it they all they always try to shoot it like the movies have to go out of their way to show you how strong these monsters are right so they they, they have to show the monsters destroying everything the humans throw at them like the bullets uh machine guns rocket launchers anti-aircraft like rockets uh you nuclear weapons in one movie there's even this thing they call like an oxygen bomb which basically just knocks godzilla out it doesn't even really hurt him he just recharges himself so it's just kind of like they they show you humans can do literally nothing, which means they can't be proactive at all, right? Uh, in Godzilla King of the Monsters, they riff off of one of the lines that say like, oh, are you, we going to let them fight? And then a coach from Friday Night Light says, no, we're going to join the fight. But then they don't do anything. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you can only shoot like so many rockets at, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the triple-headed? Ghidorah. Yeah, like these, these monsters don't care what you Ghidorah? do to them. No. So, yeah. Uh, is, yeah. No, I think it's Ghidorah. Um, okay. So this is just a way of saying that just like the humans are helpless. Nothing they do really matters. And the only way you can kind of get to the matter is to contrive some sort of like weird technology that doesn't make any sense. So uh, laying all of this out there, Kong Skull Island ended up 
probably being my favorite out of all of them just because it was just a little bit more scaled back and slightly more believable, right? You know, uh, and also uh, Kong has the advantage, you know, if we're, if we're talking about, you know, I'm sure we'll be talking about the versus aspect of Kong versus a big lizard, but Kong has the, uh, has the advantage of being kind of humanoid, if you will, right? He has arms and legs. He can mm. pick up tools. He can do cooler stuff, whereas I feel like they've run the gamut of, with these just two movies of kind of what Godzilla can do, right? Uh, so I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I tried to get into the mindset of Fast and Furious when I watched these movies of just like, oh, kind of turn my brain off. But at least Fast and the Furious, I feel like, has like a dumb car chase like at least every 15 minutes. And these movies are just like so much exposition. It just drives me crazy. So uh, the deal was I would watch Sound of Music and then my wife would have to sit through Godzilla King of the Monsters. And I felt like I came out are a lot better out of, out of this equation than she did, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, so I'm not super psyched now for Godzilla versus oh, I King think Kong. I think you're way wrong. I, I'm, I think I think <laughs> this is what I agree with you. I think because of the humanoid nature of Kong, right, in his thing, he's got more personality, right? You see mm-hmm. stuff. And I think even, in, and we'll talk about this later in the trailer, you can see it in his eyes. And he's got, you know, emotions and, like, you know, like, you're like, I relate to this guy. Where Godzilla is more of a king of like a force of nature, if you will. Um, and what I what I again I, I don't think these these are not cinematic brilliance. This is not going to change your life to watch no, this by any no means. Way. But at the same time, I feel what they did with King of the Monsters was like they didn't actually like I thought it was just going to be like a Ghidorah versus King or Godzilla kind of thing, right? Like they were like mm-hmm. when they pitched it like here's this big three headed monster and here's um you know uh, Godzilla, but they actually went pretty far in, and reached into the Godzilla verse yeah, to pull out like had Mo- Ro- Mothra, Mo- Mothra, Dan, Rodan, uh, I don't, a bunch of other new a, ones. They, there they was like a created. spider. There was like a woolly mammoth type thing. Yeah. So they created a bunch of new ones for this as well. But like, I think in terms of like, they didn't just stick to like, Hey, we're remaking old Godzilla movies because I think that's like where they could have easily fallen down a trench of like, well, we're just going to remake all these, you know, Godzilla movies from like the sixties up through today, or mm. we're going to try to do right by the Godzilla from 99 that nobody likes because they played green day music and it laid eggs in the, <laughs> in New well, York. Thing, I like, I would have to go back and watch that movie to have any sort of like real fair comparison to these Godzilla movies. But at least there was like some, there was like some funny campiness, right? It's just like, oh, how do we lure Godzilla to the side of the city? Let's get a bunch of fish, right? Like it's just so yeah. dumb and kind of funny. But I think these big monster movies do a service of proving how good the first Pacific Rim movie is, right? Yeah. Because the humans are in the fight. They are versing the monsters. You know, it's campy, but everything makes sense, you know? It's just like, and if anything, also, like, yeah, n- nuclear bombs don't seem to do anything to these big monsters, so it would make me think, like, yeah, maybe build a big robot to fight Godzilla. Yeah. That might be the best way to fight him. Go well, go hand-to-hand. <laughs> well, what, what, the, what the cool part about the end of uh, King of the Monsters is I think they're going to go down the mecha titan kind of thing because that guy purchased Ghidorah's severed head right yeah you know we'll talk we'll talk about that when we hit up the trailer too because i I, i've seen some speculation with some specific frames of that trailer yeah exactly i I went frame by frame i I was i was in the (laughs) same mindset i'm like i saw the end of that last movie i know where you are um (laughs) but but at the same time this is just more of the turn your mind up i i really enjoy like um what i could feel in king of the monsters with the scale uh you know of these things i -hmm. think the first godzilla is probably one of my least favorites um 
of, of the two simply because I don't the two what is it though whatever they're called the mutos yeah are, it's a yeah you're like what the hell are these things are these like the creatures from um oh what's that uh the movie where they did the first the handheld camera the first person movie? oh uh cloverfield clover yeah they look like the cloverfield creatures right like <laughs> I'm like that's not very really good design but um again good again we talked about it uh, we'll talk about more about but um the characters Wanda and and Quicksilver from the Marvel series are buried <laughs> in that one. Because uh, yeah. they were cast, I think I think they all have a, you know they get they get good actors. I don't know how yeah. this next one's gonna be, but yeah, but also like I I think some of the actors are going to carry over into uh, Godzilla versus yeah. Kong, but almost none of the humans do carry over, so you can't really follow a through line. Yeah. My hope is that you know in Kong Skull Island, since John C. Riley does briefly mention about how the people that live there don't seem to age, I'm yeah. hoping maybe some of that rubs off of onto his character, so maybe he could show up and. <laughs> Kong Skull Island, like he looks exactly the same. I mean, technically, he'd be a couple years older from the last time we saw him, but he looks pretty much exactly the same. He still has like these weird like opinions about like the about like the I don't know the future or something like that. But well, I guess technically he'd be acclimated because it would have yeah. would have been like you know fifty plus years. But I would love to see John C. Riley come back somehow. I mean, just go ahead mm-hmm. and give it to me. Uh, well, the, my guess is there'll probably be some old recorded government footage, like. We we interviewed this guy who was stuck with Kong for years, and <laughs> yeah, they're going to play that back. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I think I think you know we haven't got a. When's the last time we got something like the Dark Universe never took off, right? Like, yeah, this is actually a a a combination of franchise, if you will, that actually is is doing something for once because the other ones never got anywhere. Um, but, but I, I, you know, I'm glad we both got to watch them and we're all caught up because, you know, we, how often are we getting new content right now, Mike? (laughs) Yes. We are now prepared. We are prepared. We will be able to intelligently talk about this trailer. I don't, I, I, I'm just talking about this trailer. Don't, don't, don't add intelligent. Um, we're, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not Godzilla stands, if you will. Uh, so, uh, Chris. We got to stop all the presses yeah. because I got to know what the hell GI Joe <laughs> yeah. Winterfest. I got to give a you shout have out. It here. In, you have it here in the show notes, and yeah. I got to know. I got to give a shout to a listener of the show, Jason Ambrosidas. I think he's been on an episode with me once. Um, he and my friend uh, Jeremy invited me to go to uh, GI Joe Winterfest, which is a <laughs> local convention based around the GI Joe community, Mike. Wow! And um, for the low price of five dollars, I got to walk into a hotel conference room right low ceilings very open with a bunch of tables in a circular pattern like a like a a racetrack and i've never seen or did i know there was so much classic gi joe content figures (laughs) and and action figures and like uh um, like guns and clothing and like this is barbie's but for men, if you will. and I hate to put it like that, but like it's just so much. Now, mind you, there was some other stuff. We went looking for Star Wars action figures, but like I, I've, I've got to say, if you ever hear of a like again when things are safer, you know, we wear a mask, we were very, you know, uh, hand sanitizer. But if you ever get a chance when things are back open to go to like one of those small conventions in like hotel conference rooms that are like again five dollars, take a risk. You never know what you're gonna walk into. <laughs> Because I went looking, I was actually thinking about getting some Transformers myself, some old mm-hmm. classic Transformers, and they had some in there, but the you know prices were here there. And like, I feel if I bought it, I would never open it because I'm like, mm-hmm. this is like priceless. But like, uh, it's made me start to to rethink Comic Cons to uh, Toy Cons uh, this year when things are a little safer to to swap those back and forth because I'm like, you never know what you're gonna walk into at one of these things. It's like. Some of them are very organized and very much like are running a business and here's our where. And some people are like, 
this is a peddler's mall little booth here and you don't know what you're getting is this someone's mm-hmm. old toy box i don't know we're gonna find out and dig through it a little bit but um I, i've got to give a shout to him for inviting me to do that because you know even though i didn't get anything and gi joes are not my my scene it's still a fun time to do that kind of stuff so uh, i was i was thankful they invited me to this very small isolated uh convention in a hotel room by the <laughs> sounds like a great time. Uh, it was it was all right, shifting back gears, back into HBO Max because uh, I believe isn't uh, the Godzilla's on there in Kong Skull Island? Oh, well, this is a, this is another point of contention. Kong Skull Island and Godzilla King of the Monsters are, but Godzilla 2014 is nowhere to be streamed, which <laughs> drives me kind of crazy because you know it would make sense like oh if it was on like you know Amazon Prime and you didn't have a Prime subscription huh. or if it was like on Netflix or something like that and they're just waiting for you know the contract to expire so they can have all these movies on one streaming service i would get that but as of right now checking just watch you can't stream it anywhere which just makes me think like why is legendary just leaving it to like flounder out there in the open market i would think as of right now it would make so much more money if you like signed a streaming contract than just people like you know just wanting to go in there and buy it because like if i if i was a super cheap skate and i didn't have the uh, access to a, a certain private server that had the movie available for me to watch i feel like i would just be like I'm sure the plot in Godzilla 2014 isn't super important. You know, I'll yeah. just, you know, go watch the Honest trailer for it. And then I'll go watch Godzilla Godzilla King of the Monsters, which I know has at least one bigger monster in it. And once you get into it, you realize there's a bunch more monsters. So it, it just, it was just annoying. I don't know why it's not streaming, but you're going to have to find your Godzilla 2014 somewhere else. Yeah, it, I don't know why they do that kind of stuff. Like, get the whole, if you're going to stream one, get the whole franchise, right? Like, mm-hmm. get them all, because... I, I agree. Like, I, you, you want to watch them there. But regardless, as an HBO Max subscriber, I forgot that today, on Sunday, by Monday, you'll listen, it's too late, is the last day Wonder Woman 84 will be on HBO Max until it comes back around in its natural cycle. Um, that all these deals for streaming these movies, including Kong Skull Island, we'll talk about later, or, or not Kong Skull Island, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, are only limited time offers on HBO Max before they revert to VOD and then come back in their natural cycle. So, I mean, does this mean Wonder Woman 84 will be on, like, I guess iTunes store tomorrow to buy? Or where's it going to go in this meantime? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, guess it just really depends on Warner Brothers of how much much subscriptions did the movie drive in this month, right? You know, I saw some people were writing uh, some think pieces and some articles about streaming services and about how they're combating churn. This whole idea of like, you know, how often do you subscribe to a streaming service? Uh, Do you just... uh, do you just like delete it and then uh, log back in, you know, once you once there's actually something to watch? And it just made me think of the strategic position that somebody like Amazon Prime is in. Right. You know, like whether we want to watch anything on there or not, we're going to have that Prime account because it, us being in a very urban area like Amazon Prime two day shipping is sometimes yeah. shorter. Sometimes it's same day shipping uh, for some of that stuff. So we're probably always going to have it. So yeah, it's like one thing that that streaming service doesn't really have to worry about is churn. But uh, yeah, I mean, HBO Max, I saw that they added, uh, I think maybe like one or two movies uh, that were HBO Max originals just recently. I don't remember mm. what they were called, but I think they were kind of more like in the drama uh, sense, nothing like big, uh, big budget action. But I can't think of anything off the top of my head that's like super must see on HBO Max right now that's brand new i could recommend a ton of things because their catalog's really really great but it seems like it's not going to be until 
Godzilla vs. Kong, right? To like get something yeah. really big again. Right. And and honestly, you know, I mean and that's and that's fine, but I guess, you know, that when you think it's going to streaming, you're like, oh, it's going to streaming permanently, right? Like that's the the kind of mentality we've that's how we've been trained when someone says it's going to streaming. And that's not the case for any of these. So uh, again, if you don't get it within the first four weeks, it's gone. And uh, I can't believe it's been four weeks, uh, one whole month since '84 came out, and we we talked about it on Christmas Day, like on it, Christmas it, Day, it, right? It it hasn't aged well in my brain, Chris. Yeah. No, like, no, every I don't have fond memories when I think of scenes and and parts from the film. So yeah. that's that's not a good feeling. She was <laughs> sleeping with some random man, dude. Imagine it was her <laughs> boyfriend. Keep, I keep seeing the same clip like shared over and over and over again where she like swings in front of that Egyptian highway to save those children. Uh. And then there's a there's a shot where they just left the dummy child in the movie. I guess they figured the scene would go by fast enough nobody would notice, but people noticed and now it's like a gif. So you just see Gal Gadot or I'm, I'm probably a stunt woman more than likely rolling around on the ground with like this very rigid like almost like it looks like a child made of cardboard. It's just very bizarre. I I, I believe it wholeheartedly. I, I feel like that it was, uh, again, I've talked this, beat this in the ground, but like I really, really uh, missed opportunity with this, uh, this <laughs> sequel, but apparently the plans for there are no plans for video on demand, Mike. So apparently it's uh, it won't be on DVD or home release slash um, purchase options until um, March at this rate. So um, I'm I'm sad to hear they don't have a plan. I'd rather than be like, yeah, it's on here for a month, but like they're pushing people to go to the theaters to watch it. But you know, if it's safe in your region, feel free. But uh, at the same time, you know, I think there's a lot more regions that are not safe uh, and. Uh, you, yeah, you don't gonna, need to go I watch think, this in theaters. Well, they're going to release the the physical version and probably throw a couple deleted scenes on scenes on there to maybe yeah. appease the restore the Snyderverse people. You know, yeah. get some money out of them. Yeah, uh, watch it. Watch it come back out when the Snyder, the Snyder uh, cut does <laughs> release. That's what they're going to do. Bring it on. Bring it on back. Wandavision, Mike. You've had some issues with Wandavision. I people had, are spoiling some. it. On Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> uh, is ridiculous. Like, uh, like did th- this is just Disney Plus absolutely needs to change when these shows drop because like if you're Netflix, you know I get it. You're releasing something on like Thursday night at midnight because you're releasing the in the entire show, right? Yeah. And usually this stuff isn't hotly anticipated. You know, usually it's it's a show that maybe nobody even knows about yet. You know, or or at the very least, if you know if it's the next season of Stranger Things, you know most people are gonna settle into it over the weekend and then. And they'll, you know, they'll slowly start to dribble things onto the internet right over the weekend, right? But, like, uh, Disney is making appointment television, which I like. I like having appointment television. I had this amazing moment last week, uh, like, mid-last week where I realized, I get to watch a new Marvel thing on Friday. This is Mm. awesome. This is great. And then you wake up on Friday morning and, like, half of the internet is already writing headlines about it. And they're not being good about it. Like uh, Pop Sugar, I think, is uh, one of these things that always shows up in my trending timeline or something like that, where they specifically, like, mentioned, like, a thing that happens in the show. And, you know, we're only on episode three, and nothing really super dense has happened. Nothing that would blow the MCU, you know, uh, you know, yeah. uh, blow it apart. But, you know, like, you, you, spoiled, you spoiled the ending for me. Uh, so I, I opened up Twitter, and I put WandaVision on mute until for a couple more more weeks until yeah. it's over i can't yeah. handle it and 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 that's uh that sucks uh i agree i mean <laughs> the problem is it's such a short show that people i think are okay watching it early in the morning as well like before they go mm-hmm. to work like oh i gotta wake up extra 20 minutes to watch wandavision before i leave and i'm like that's fine but not everybody does that uh mm-hmm. so 
I, I, I agree with that. That's just horrible. But I was reading a lot of, of um, uh, due to episode three, the episode four is apparently going to do like a major shift in the series where it's not really uh, we're watching you know television anymore. The story is going to open up. They've they've set the stage and now they're going to kind of go um, in, into the full full thing with this and you well, think it's i think it's time for it right yeah i, I mean it makes sense uh so i last week I, I i sent a request out there into the world of letting people know of like oh are you coming across people that aren't digging the show because we were so positive on those first two episodes and apparently what the sentiment is is if you don't like the show it's because it's boring and it's slow we had a super fan jim reach out to me and he uh he had a, a friend or maybe it was a cousin not exactly what it was it was somebody that he's connected to saying that they couldn't they they, they hated it it was boring. They didn't like it. Then I actually had a, a close friend that said that they couldn't even make it through episode two. It was just so boring. And I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I, I just weirdly enjoy the show even for what it is. Even if they weren't doing this weird kind of meta break the break the break the wall and kind of, you know, Wanda and Vision are getting all weird and trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on with their world. I just think it works really well as a classic vintage TV show. Like, I think Paul Bettany is, like, so funny in these quirky scenarios. Uh, it just works so well for me. Uh, and then when it kind of breaks and it does these weird kind of, like, v- very, like, uh, bizarre moments, it just... I don't know. I'm just really digging it. But yeah, yeah, after after episode three, I guess we'll keep spoilers light until, you know, maybe something really big pops up that we got to talk about. But yeah, there is kind of a break. There's a moment where we really break the mold and we're, we're actually starting to see moments that we kind of saw in the trailer where we're seeing the real world a little bit more. So it does yeah. make sense that sooner or later you got to break the mold because you got to start telling the other half of the story soon yeah. and you we can't just tack that on in episode nine you know exactly exactly and, and that's the thing like you know the 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 stage has been set the mysteries have been laid now they're gonna pull back the curtain a little bit at a time to give us the full answers before the end of the season and um i'm i'm, I'm excited for this I'm, I'm very very excited and then i found out um i had this written down wrong but uh, uh megan mcdonald uh, who's writing captain marvel 2 wrote this episode as well so um, it looks like you know, Marvel's pulling all their talent in together for, for all these, uh, you know, shows and stuff. They're they're keeping their their good talent on board. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they have like a it's like a uh, <laughs> at the at the challenge of trying to make a sports analogy of something I know nothing about. It seems like a baseball bullpen, right? Yeah. You know, they got they just got like a cast of talent that they pull out. You know, depending well, on who's pitching and where they're at. Right? It's now. funny <laughs> you mention that because Marvel called their writers and artist room in in the comic book and they're the Marvel bullpen. Uh, so Ooh. like they literally used that for years when. You know, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were kind of running the show and, and pulling people in to do that stuff. So, yeah, and then they they see if they see talent, like you know, maybe maybe they wrote this episode, Megan wrote this episode before she did Captain Marvel too, right? Because mm-hmm. you know we're still very early on in that, so maybe they saw talent in what she was doing. And also, you know, this episode really uh, had a lot more of uh, Tayona Paris as uh, Monica Rambeau in it than the the previous two. So, uh, who's <laughs> yeah. It, it was funny. I think last week I said I was trying to keep the, the character of Monica Rambo secret from my wife because I was like, oh, if it's a big reveal, you know, I don't want to spoil it. But then she started saying like, oh, she looks really familiar. Like, I, I feel like I've seen her before. And I was like, well, you haven't really seen her <laughs> in the MCU. So when the episode was over, I was like, oh, yeah, you remember Captain Marvel? You remember how she had a she had a friend and that friend had a daughter? And she was like. Yeah, kind of. And yeah. I was like, well, that's her. She's all grown up now, but it's a totally different actress. You yeah. know, so Working for uh, S.W.O.R.D. It, it, it wasn't that big of a mind-blown moment, so I guess it wasn't really a spoiler that yeah. I thought it would be. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, WandaVision moving along. 
uh, avoid spoilers if you can. Um, again, uh, six, seven more weeks, whatever it is. Very, very excited to see this unfold a little bit. On the other side of that, right afterwards, we get Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will, um, they've said that a new Captain America will in fact exist by the end of the show. So they're confirming that the Falcon didn't take over Captain America's mantle when he got the shield. He just took the shield and was like, I have the shield, but I'm not Captain America. Like the decision has not been made yet. They have yeah. their final three candidates and they're putting them through yeah. their final interviews. Exactly. Uh, I, I think I saw this week as well that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier isn't going to pick up exactly when WandaVision uh, ends. I right. think there's a two week gap. Um, like, I think there's one, I think it's one extra week and then it's two weeks later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, we, we won't exactly be able to roll right into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but this is gonna. This is the show. Like this is the show that everybody wants to see from the MCU, right? Oh. Like I really appreciate. You know, I truly appreciate everything WandaVision is doing, and I love it. But you're not gonna get those weird things of just like, oh, it's boring. I don't understand what weird auteur thing that they're doing in this TV show. You're not gonna get that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You're gonna get kind of what the MCU has been delivering you for the last decade, oh. I believe. In this show, uh, I think I think they're all good on their own merit. But I think kind of the whole hype around the MCU TV shows will kind of change a little bit I, when March rolls around. I, I disagree because everyone I've talked to, not a single person has said Attack on the Winter Soldier, everyone has said Loki. Um, hands down, I think Loki is going to be the one that, that everyone's looking forward to um, because I think the character has much a... Um, um, he's been around since, what, 2010? Uh, mm-hmm. Or, no, 2011 with the first Thor movie, and he you know he was a main villain in the Avengers um, I, I think that's the one people are going to look for. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier, you're going to get the other side of the audience. People are like, this is too political. This is too <laughs> too much politics for me. Uh, you know, This is the West Wing of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, Well, I think Loki's going to have the advantage of having a very, yeah. very primed audience, right? Because they'll be – because Loki – is that summer or is that it's, fall it's May. for Loki? It's, oh, it's, wow. it's, it's literally yeah. the next one after Falcon and the Winter oh, Soldier. Yeah. So they'll be, I mean, everyone will be totally primed for that show. Yeah. Either way, I'm a, I'm a, I, I like to, I like to use the term pig and shit, but whenever yeah. I use it, my wife is always like, no, pigs are nice. They're clean. They don't like actually roll around and shit, but I feel like a pig and shit right now because like, yeah. I'm just so excited. We get to watch all these shows, but going back to the news of uh, a new Captain America will exist by the end of the show. Yeah. I guess you, you wonder like, you know, you know, is it Falcon? Is it Winter Soldier? Or is it a, U.S. agent, you know, yeah. we don't exactly know what type of role that character is going to play in the show, but you know, if uh, if our yeah. two uh, uh, budding buddies here, you know, kind of get to him and maybe convince him how to really be Cap and what his legacy is, maybe he can take over the mantle. Uh, I don't know because I don't. I yeah. just really like Bucky and. Um, I, can't, I keep forgetting the Falcon's name. What's Sam? his name? Sam Wilson. Sam, that's right. I keep, uh, like, I like them as they are, you know? Like, yeah. I almost don't want to see them go into, like, a new kind of uh, costume or mantle. Like, just give me I, more of that awesome stuff. I could see Falcon doing it more because it's not much of a stretch of what he was already doing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Bucky would ever fit in that at all um, with his little, like like what, what Sam will say in his little robot mind. Uh, <laughs> there, his little brainwashed mind. I don't think Bucky would ever fit into that. I think I think he doesn't. I don't know if he wants to do the good that he has to do, but Sam's always kind of been the the. the it wouldn't be a stretch for him as much as as Bucky. Yeah. At the end of the day. Also, I like the idea of adding to the MCU because of um, 
putting U.S. agent into a form of Captain America, you've added yeah. a hero to the roster instead of just kind of like palette swapping them, if you yeah. will, into a new costume. So, yeah, I like the idea of addition well, by addition, what? not addition by subtraction. I could totally see them pulling out the rug from and giving it to somebody else, like another fourth person we don't know yet that they introduced oh, in the show. That would be fun, too. Yeah. Um, but also, I love Wyatt Russell, the guy who's uh, yeah. who's playing a U.S. agent. So uh, I think he could be a really good villain, too. Like, you know, if he just ends up being a big a-hole who loves being in the suit and doesn't respect yeah. the legacy of Cap at all, that could be fun as well. And maybe he has no redemption and we just love hating him. That yeah. would be fun. That I, would be fun, too. I honestly, and I, and I hate to say this, I see him as the Captain America analogy of the Abomination in the Incredible Hulk film. Oh, okay. Where they were like, hey, look... Um, Mr. Abomination guy, I can't think of the character's name off the top of my head, but it's like you, you know, you're a good, you're a great soldier. You're great at doing this stuff. We're going to enhance your power. And then he's like, well, now I have power. I want more fucking power. Like this is, this is what I want. Now I'm going to be a jerk and become, you know, the abomination. So I could see it in like literally doing the same thing. Like, Hey, we're going to give you some, a smaller version of the super soldier serum. And now he's got power and he's going to his head too, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not turning into a big creature by the end of it. Or is he? I don't know could be uh andor has some uh, disappointing news yet again here uh, alan <laughs> tudyk said he will not be part of the first season of the show so uh, is the bad news we don't get k2so or the bad news is there's multiple seasons <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing i was looking forward to in this show yeah. i mean like it nothing particularly in rogue one really like made me upset or made me mad right you know it was like a fun story you know it had like a nice ending where they had the balls to literally kill everybody Mm -hmm. and it was just supposed to be a Star Wars story this was back in the day when these were just supposed to be one shot movies that just kind of that just bought Disney time until they put out the next mainline Star Wars installment right so now like going cranking the clock back and telling more stories about like Cassie and Andor like I just no. I don't have a lot of interest in the character, and I I liked K two S O. He was the mo- no. he was the most fun part, and I genuinely liked the droid design. So no. yeah, there could be a cool moment in the last episode where he finally meets the robot and they become best friends or whatever, and then maybe Alan Tudyk actually is in the very last episode for yeah. like two lines. But like, the yeah, ol- I, I'm not too hyped. The <laughs> only thing I can see with this is again if they somehow tie it in the rebels somehow. Um, yeah, because maybe. it takes place in the same time frame, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you maybe he's working with um, this younger version of Ahsoka, or you know, the this uh, the Hera Syndulla um, kind of character. Like, maybe they could tie it in there somehow. But that's the only way I could see this being a redemption show, and you know, being able to get Dave Filoni in charge of this a little bit because you know, God bless that guy for doing what he does with Star <laughs> Wars. Um, but I, other than that, I'm like, yeah, that's that's like a disappoint. Like that's like a blow, man. You're like, oh, really? That he's I keep not getting even a in the lot first of uh, season. What the, I keep, where's it go? Yeah, yeah. I keep getting these uh, promoted uh, social media ads for a new show that Alan Tudyk is in on Sci-Fi. I don't remember what the title is off the top of my head, but he's a, he's supposed to be playing an alien who's pretending to be a human who's pretending to be a doctor, and it looks like it's supposed to be a comedy, and it looks like it might be funny. I haven't seen any trailers for it, so I might have to scratch my Alan Tudyk itch with this sci-fi show, but mm-hmm. I don't have sci-fi, so I'll probably have to wait for the season to wrap up, and then I think usually Netflix ends up buying these sci-fi shows, um, so maybe that's where it'll end up going, so mm-hmm. I'll keep an eye out for that in, I, I mean, don't know, eight months. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, Alan Tudyk's everywhere. I don't know if he's still in Doom Patrol, uh, but he's in the first season of Doom Patrol. I know you didn't watch so you could probably go get your <laughs> yeah that's true the, the tunic verse remember he's in everything he brings it all together yeah. so 
Except the first season of Andor. He's not doing that. He must be really nice because that's usually how you get cast in a lot of stuff is usually people just like he, working with you. He put it, he put in the work early on, you know, he, 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 he got through Firefly in, in that movie and then uh, he was Steve the pirate in Dodgeball. So, you know, he put in that, he put in an early work. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, of, a little bit of win here for me, Mike, uh, the Muppets, <laughs> uh, all five seasons are coming to Disney plus uh, soon, which is great because uh, the first three seasons are pretty readily available everywhere, digital and video, stuff like that. But mm. seasons four and five never really came to digital or, or home release. Like, they, you had to get bootlegs to find these. Oh, really? Um, they, it's not like they were hiding. They just never made the full sets. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know why. I mean, but whatever. But to be able to, you know, again, adding it's new to Disney+. Plus. But it's not new content. I think this is great. I'm, I'm going to be excited to kind of go visit that. And maybe, hopefully, this spurs them into action to maybe bring either, like, the Muppets show back to Disney+, Plus or maybe another movie for Disney+. Plus. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that, that was one thing that I kind of realized when I went back and I watched those two. Uh, well, technically, we watched Muppet A Christmas Carol, Carol yeah. in December, and then we watched the, the more modern uh, newer Muppet, Muppet movies just recently, yeah. but I didn't really grow up with Muppets. Um, I, I don't know if it just didn't, we didn't have the channel that they were on or if something else was airing when the Muppets was usually air. So I don't have a lot of nostalgia for the Muppets, but I really enjoy them. And rewatching those three movies, I start to realize that like, Oh, the Muppets are really good for meta humor. I mm. mean, this was, uh, they were way ahead of their times before Phil Lord and Chris Miller were doing it with Legos. Right. So I just feel like the Muppets are just so good at like, like, you know, leaning into like current like tropes or Hollywood pop oh, culture. Yeah. So it just seems like there should be a Muppet movie just on the docket like every four and or five years. What, just keep making them. Don't stop. There's no reason to stop. Well, well, the, the whole point of like all the Mupp- the original Muppet movies up through uh, Muppets from Space were like they were essentially Muppet retellings of classic stories or tropes mm-hmm. you already know, right? Like Muppet Christmas Carol is what a Christmas Carol, but taken from the Muppets. Uh, Muppet Treasure Islands, the pirate movies. The Great Muppet Caper is the heist movies of the you know the the seventies. So like you know, if they could pick a genre to skewer for a little bit, and that's I think where the Muppets and the Muppets, um, uh, not the Muppets Return, that's what they call it in the song, um, Most Wanted, kind of fail mm-hmm. is like they they're trying to be original and they don't succeed because the Muppets exist better, like you said, when they're parodying tropes or they're like skewering mm-hmm. your ideas of what a film should be uh, along the way, and and that's where they could literally take anything like what is it that just um what's the properties that just went into uh public domain recently um oh i don't know i was just thinking of this earlier uh i was talking to my wife and i was thinking of peter pan the peanut butter product and i was just like does disney own the character of peter pan or is that something that's in the public domain and that's why they slapped it on peanut butter i'm not 100% sure but they could, they could i mean they could do a muppet like you know peter pan story <laughs> yeah exactly i mean they they've made some kind of off kilter ones i think there was like a cinderella one or like mm-hmm. uh, the muppets uh wizard of oz kind of thing but like there's plenty of stuff in the domain they could they could go skewer and, and bring people in because uh and if you haven't had a chance to go watch Muppet Treasure Island lately, I'd, I'd recommend going back to that one. Uh, Tim Curry as as the the, the villain, oh. just mwah, the just kiss the the play Peter Pan is still in copyright in the U.S. until twenty twenty three. 
and in Spain until 2020 until 2017. The copyright has expired everywhere else. So apart from the play in the U.S. and Spain, it is considered the public domain. So I guess if you want to sell peanut butter, uh, uh, you know, Peter uh. Pan is a good way to go. I was just thinking in my head, I was like, oh, is there a big payday coming for Peter Pan peanut butter someday? As soon as that uh, IP goes public domain, they're like, yes, finally, we don't have to pay this royalty yeah. anymore. Let's innovate. Let's make all this new peanut butter it, product that we've never been able to make. So I figured out it was the Great Gatsby hit public domain this year. Um, oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. So I, that would be a, a great way to, to go and take that kind of story and, and, and tell it with the Muppet characters a little bit. And mm-hmm. turn, and make it a little more lighthearted than it is. <laughs> uh, let's jump into this uh, Spider-Man reboot, Mike. I, this is this is eating at me. I don't believe it's real. This is really weird. But the rumor is they're filming not one, but two Spider-Man movies back to back right now. And they've only oh. announced one of them. Wow. Uh, which would imply, again, I wrote this note myself. There's a, these are large casting announcements, right? With everything like mm-hmm. all the original Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, you know, all these people bring coming back, all these actors that were in the trolls coming back. And, you know, if you want to use them for more than a couple seconds, you're going to have a long ass movie. Um, so would, are these like casting things like the, Oh, we're, we're filming as one movie. We'll split it into two later, or we know we're actively filming two. I, I don't know. Do you think they would do that? Um, or are we just, you know, getting our hopes up here? I mean, it seems like a tight needle, the thread, right? Especially during COVID where you would think you would only want these productions to be going uh, as long as they needed to, you know, don't stack another one on top of it. But also at the same time is we like I would imagine all of these decisions around these two movies, if they are being filmed back to back, would have been right around that time where Tom Holland was uh, calling these executives on the phone, crying his eyes out, saying, I want to keep playing Spider-Man. Please, please don't break up with Disney. I want to keep doing this. So, yeah, it just makes me think, how would you even schedule all this when you're having like this nightmare of trying to figure out your joint custody? Right. Um or, I mean, or they figured know. it out and they're like, hey, let's do another. And while we got everyone, we can just pull all our resources into two movies rather than trying to schedule filming two across yeah. you know, five years. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not out of the question to yeah. film two movies back to back. I mean, that's becoming par for the course with franchises nowadays. I think you could almost say Marvel, the MCU in general, is always filming something. There's always something back to back. I would imagine there's not a single day off for the security guards down there in Atlanta, Georgia, on that compound. You know, there's always somebody there doing something, right? I, you know, there's no time to uh, no time to shut down. There's always something going. So, but you know, since this is a Sony property, but also so it's underneath the helm of Feige. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is exciting, though, because that means if this is true, you know, I know Tom Holland is still on board, but it means we get a little bit more of them. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. And would would that mean all of these casting announcements and rumors we've heard from all of these actors? Like, you know, we've been hearing, like, let's take, let's say, uh, like, Doc Ock, for example, right? Yeah. Is he actually going to be in this one or is he going to be in the fourth one, right? I don't know. Well, exactly. I mean, it, it could be one of those things like you maybe one is, you know, the 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 multiversal ones like maybe he's trapped in another multiverse trying to get out. I don't know. Maybe do they leave it on a cliffhanger? What, what, what's going on? Because, you know, technically it's Sony's property, but, you know, Marvel's making them and put them in their universe. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to think so. But again, from the, the sources I made, I, I've talked to and that was what a year ago, maybe at this point, mm-hmm. Mike. They only had one movie at that point in time from the sources I talked to. So, I, you know, could things have changed during the pandemic? Yeah. So, well, all, 
also like another way around, this could be an issue where, you know, they're really behind on their cinematic universe, right? You know, we've lost an entire year where uh, ground really could have been laid for these movies. So they're just like, well, if we want another Spider-Man movie to come out on time with Morbius 2 or Craven the Hunter, you know, mm. we got to start working on the fourth one now. That could be a possibility. Yeah. I, who, I, there's absolutely no telling nor any truth behind this rumor, but I saw it and I'm like, ah, we got to talk about it a little bit. I like to think we don't have to wait far between Spider-Man movies, but you know what I want from Spider-Man more than anything is like, we've talked about this, him in the city, right? Like swinging mm-hmm. in the city, living on his own. We need Peter Parker working, not necessarily for the Daily Bugle, but doing his own job kind of thing. Um, because again, I think that him being a photographer of the Daily Bugle doesn't fit with the, you know, the, the era we're in right now. And, um, you know, for the Spider-Man video game, he he works as a, a lab assistant, right? Throughout that, so I think there's opportunity to give him a new a new role. I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. So, Spider-Man, maybe three, maybe four. Who knows? This one's a little more substantiated. Uh, I've actually been watching the Batman the animated series on HBO Max. Mike, they've added mm-hmm. it all on there. The rumor is they're creating a sequel to the animated series for HBO Max. I mean, this makes a whole lot of sense. This is so much more believable nowadays than it was even just a few years ago because even on HBO Max right now, uh, they're making uh, new, like, Looney Tunes animated content, you know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, from a much older property uh, than Batman the Animated Series. Obviously, everybody loves this classic series, so it, it makes a lot of sense. And then also there's those kind of, I think, less substantiated rumors over at Disney Plus that they may or may not be making more X-Men the Animated well, Series. Yeah, I think that's more of a, 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 a wishing well kind of thing because I think the old producers like, yeah, we'd love to make it. But mm-hmm. like, you know, with Warner Brothers, they are literally doing an Animaniac sequel 20 years later or, you know, mm-hmm. more than 20 years later. Right. So like they're not opposed to revisiting these old properties from the 90s and, and continuing them. And, uh, you know, when we sat in on that Batman Beyond panel, which is technically, I guess, the sequel right to yeah. the animated series. You know, the the people involved, uh, the showrunner was like, "Yeah, I'd love to do more of this. Like these these are characters he created and loved, and we got a lot of good stuff out of there." Now, would you like to see them more aptly bridge the animated series to Beyond, or like do you want to pick up I mean, right where the animated series leaves off? Kind of I way? mean, that would be amazing. I mean, Batman the animated series did a great job of making it feel mature, but while they were airing at like a kid friendly time slot, I would love that since obviously the fan base is old, right? This is this is beloved by a much older audience now. I would love them to go a little bit more mature with it. You don't need to go super adult like some of the Warner Brothers animated, uh, you know, superhero stuff where there's like literally blood and, you know, people are getting decapitated and stuff like that. You don't need to go that far. But I would love for them to be okay with telling more mature stories of like, oh, Batman is solving a crime and it happens to be outside of like a strip club or a liquor store or something, right? You know, yeah. you couldn't do that on kids' television. So that would be really 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 cool and that would be even more amazing if there was like a long arc that they could tell i mean because i i love sequential storytelling right yeah you know i love a a a theme that i can follow through through it and it that seems to be what people want content wise now so yeah give us everything we loved about batman the animated series and then modernize kind of the storytelling aspect around it and that would be great and if there was like an end road where like you know we could start to see like maybe a younger toddler terry mcginnis in it at some point in time that would that would be super rad i'd love that a lot of the villains again in batman beyond were offshoots or remnants of the villains from the animated series and we could see maybe the last bits of 
of some of these villains before they became their their beyond oh, versions. What I would love to see is how do they square the aesthetic of um of uh what am I what 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 is the aesthetic of Gotham in Batman the animated series? It has a like a it's a like retro a noir. Modern. It's kind of like a 40s and 50s kind of yeah. Style. But I'm tr- I was trying to think of the the name for the architecture of like those big rounded like fenders on cars and stuff like that. I, I don't know why I can't think of it off the top of my head. But how do you square that with the super futuristic world of Batman Beyond? Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Like what if the big like what if the big story plotline is there's like a, this tech. CEO villain in Gotham that's like starting to buy up buildings and retrofit them and build them and totally change the architecture of the city and that's slowly happening in the background. There's so many fun, cool things that you can do, but I mean, like, uh, I mean, we saw Kevin Conroy at that panel at Comic Con just yeah. a few years ago. He's he's getting older, you know. I'm not saying he's about to drop dead. Like, I'm, he seems pretty healthy. He's he's been yeah. doing tons of voice acting his whole career. But yeah, if you still have Kevin Conroy around. Uh, do it. Get him yeah. in the booth. Get him in the booth. Have him be Batman. He's great at Batman. I, I think this is a rather than again create another Batman animated show, right? Um, from the ground because you can do it at any point in time and even run it in parallel with this. Grab those actors while they're willing to do this. Uh, wasn't is that Will Wheaton the voice of uh? No, it's not Will Wheaton. Um, what's his name? Is he's from Mark uh, Hamill? No, no. <laughs> I'm thinking of the, the Batman Terry McGinnis. He's the guy from uh, oh, okay. Boy Meets World. Oh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, I can't think of his name, but I can picture his hair. I can picture that '90s haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, I, I think I think grab these act, voice actors while they're willing to do it, while they're still doing panels. They're enthusiastic, right? They're not burnt out from it anymore. So uh, I, I'd, I'd love to see this. I, I think this would be really, really fun. So um, all power to you. Uh, shifting gears. This is this is what you guys came for. This is what we came here the, for. The main event, the if main you will, Chris. Yes. Yeah. I watched. The, I watched the fight, UFC fight last night, Mike. I'm in the zone. Uh, <laughs> in one corner, uh, coming in at 60 years old, Godzilla. The other corner, coming in at like almost 100 years old, King Kong. Uh, two titans fighting each other out in Godzilla versus Kong on HBO Max this March. We got our first trailer today. Um, they've been teasing it all week. We didn't know what they were going to do. How are they going to do it? And it looks to combine some, maybe some older elements of Kong, uh, the King Kong stories with, um, a, a, a more reckless, uh, kind of brutal Godzilla, if you will, from what I saw. Here. Yeah. That was like the big, that was a big question, right? Like, how do you get Kong to the city? We've seen in the classic versions of the character, he gets chained up on a boat and then he puts in front of a, a stage and then he climbs the skyscraper, you know, holds the woman in his arm, blah, blah, blah. So the, we seem to be going with a similar scenario of he's chained up on a boat. I'm very confused with the scale of these two characters. I was dabbling looking for scale charts of Godzilla and King Kong, but these were all made before the trailer came out. Uh-huh. So we finally got a size comparison. And it looks like they shrunk Godzilla. So I, I don't know exactly what's going on here. I could be proven wrong very easily. I'll listen to any argument. I'll look so, at any graph that anybody wants to show me. But they're standing both on top of like an aircraft carrier. But it's just like I totally understand Godzilla. I mean, King Kong could do that. But Godzilla is like the size of a skyscraper. Like he should be like easily like destroying that. Like I just I don't know what the scale is supposed to be. Did he shrink, you know, when he went nuclear and like, you know, melted uh, Ghidorah? in the last Godzilla movie did he just get really sleepy and when he took a nap he shrunk I don't I don't so, know what's happening so here. Godzilla from 2014 he's like like 350 feet tall so King Kong has has grown you saw you heard that in Kong Skull Island right that he's still well, growing 
Yeah, that makes a lot. It's okay. so much easier for me to imagine King Kong growing because in the Kong movie, they said that he was, you know, he hadn't reached full yeah. size. His like older siblings or parents were much bigger and they all died out. Right. So he, I mean, I, I don't know how big, how big is one of those ships? What, what kind of ship was it again? I don't know. Uh, I'm not a military okay. man. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I don't either. I just kind of pulled up uh, how big he is and it says he's 100 or 350 feet tall. Uh, 100, 100 meters. He's one football field tall. Does that seem about Kong right? Is? No, no, no. Godzilla. Well, I guess at this point, both of them, but yes. Godzilla in yeah. 2014 was one football field tall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it's yeah. hard to figure it out, but that's the, that besides the fact it was cool yeah. watching King Kong punch Godzilla in but the That's face. how that they opened fun. the trailer. Like, they were like, are they going to fight? And Godzilla's like, or Kong's like, I want to punch you in the goddamn face. Like, mm. literally, and they didn't pull back before he hit him either. They actually showed the hit. So I applaud them for that, like not being like, this is what it might look like. Again, we're going to we're just going to give you the teaser. And then the song was very energetic. Uh, it was weird. It was like some sort of really uh, I don't know what what uh, rap music it was, but it sounded like it was uh, straight from the early 2000s. I'm yeah. sure somebody could show me the track and it was released in 2020 or whatever. But it was very different energy from this movie. Like I was I was imagining like you remember back when we saw the first Godzilla trailer and we saw those uh, Hilo um, Hilo drops and they had like the red flares yeah. behind their legs. It was this big wide shot and you could kind of see Godzilla and the lightning in the background and this one's just like monkey punches lizard uh-huh. rap music in well, the background well I, th- I think i think that fits with the the aesthetic again if you again having just watched a ufc fight that's the music that goes with like fighting i think that's <laughs> where they're pulling that from but i was interested to see uh, in this trailer godzilla or, or godzilla seems to be the villain i didn't expect that to be completely honest after watching the other two. But again, at the same time, he was never helping people. He was just fighting bigger monsters. Yeah. I mean, I'm fully prepared to like roll my eyes at whatever dumb reason Godzilla is a bad guy now. Yeah. Uh, You know, is it like, Oh, he's hearing some sort of weird sonar and it's messing with his brain. So now he's bad now or somebody or the bad or the bad British bearded man, the guy who was in game of Thrones in the last movie. Oh, he gave him some sort of poison or, and now he's going crazy. And it's just like, it's going to be something stupid. But the only thing that I've seen pitch so far in like the last, you know, I think six hours or, you know, 12 hours or whatever that the trailers come out that, oh, maybe it's actually Mecha Godzilla and it has like a, they put a skin over him. So oh, he looks real. So, so, so I, no, I, I think that's, that's, that's right out. I think the, the most, the more, I think what my theory is here, Mike, and, 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 and jot it down, time coded, okay. um, is that the Ghidorah head, there was a Mecha Ghidorah. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in in the previous thing that this this Charles Dunst the the Game of Thrones guy has taken Ghidorah and he's purposely taunting these two uh like he's trying to figure out how to control these creatures because that's what the goal of his organization right and king of monsters was to control these and then he soon uh, found out I he mean, couldn't his goal was more to just let the world destroy itself yeah. so I, I don't really know i guess i suppose that could still be his goal like oh if yeah. i can just get this monkey and lizard to fight each other i can get this destruction going again because because they're technically quote unquote titans and the titans all respond to one king right like that's mm-hmm. king of the like they've they've called godzilla king of the monsters but they haven't called him king kong yet i think this is gonna settle that name I, I you think they'll kill godzilla or kong by the end of this i i feel like they're gonna fight each other and then i think again based on the 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 trailer there's like there's gonna be a mecha Ghidorah rather than a mecha godzilla 
Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's naive for anyone to think that this is actually like a matchup and there's yeah. going to be one winner at the end of it. Like, did you ne- did n- did no one see like Freddy versus Jason or any of these other uh-huh. verse movies? Batman like, no, versus gonna... Superman. For you, cried <laughs> it's out. like yeah, no, they're going to bring in a third threat and they're going to team up together and they're going to fight it. Now, if they'll both be alive at the end of the movie, that's another question yeah. because uh, I was watching the uh, honest trailer for uh, King of the Monsters uh, last night after I finished watching the movie uh, just because I was like. Oh, Oh, yeah, I don't think I ever watched it because I was saving it until I, until I saw the movie. And it was just like, oh, yeah, that movie didn't make like any money. Like nobody saw it. Um, I don't even know if international audiences really uh, went in droves like they hoped. So it seems like the only reason we're getting Godzilla versus King Kong is because it was on the slate and they already started putting money into it. So they're like, all right, let's go. Let's see what's let's see what's going to happen with it. So I don't expect more movies after this unless it just does amazing for HBO Max. Like they seen they see more subscriber numbers than they'd ever thought they'd ever see out of this well, little movie and then maybe we would get more of it they, but it seems like this might be the last in the franchise so I expect either they both die and then the human cr- characters just cry and thank them for their sacrifice and we can move on as as humanity or they both live and they both just decide to go live on an island or you know Godzilla lives under well, the ocean it's like hey you don't bother me anymore I won't bother you anymore I well knowing that this is not an HBO property we'll see what legendary does that's mm-hmm. that's the question because legendary owns the American rights but like at the end of the king of the monsters there's obviously what maybe a dozen half a dozen other creatures mm-hmm. how if, if these two die how are they going to kill the other ones like how do they kill all the titans if you will um, well they'll do what they've done in all of these movies and the opening credits will just be we'll just see snippets of TV broadcasts and newspaper clippings where it says like oh this Titan died today this way and this yeah. Titan died today that way they 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 have to hide exposition in so many different ways in yeah. these movies but I think ultimately out of this whole franchise to me nothing's ever been worth the price of admission but this is going to be on HBO Max, something yeah. that I'm already paying for. So there is no price to admission. I don't have to pay anything to watch this movie. So I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it, whatever. Well, do you, I think it'll be fun. Well, this, this, this begs the question of what you brought up earlier because, again, I know you used to hate – you were not for scheduled television shows. You wanted your binge model, right? Uh, that's We used to talk about that. The churn that current streaming services go through, right, like every month – do you think people would cancel HBO Max now, then pick it back up in March for this? Because I we're going to keep it. Obviously, you and me, we're going to keep it. Yeah. Right? We see the value, long-term value here. And I think it's one of the best values on the market. But do you think, in terms of churn, that this would bring people in for the price of, what, $12? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess it depends. I guess it depends on, um, you know, how long is this for people? Because there's technically, like, a month gap, you know, in between Godzilla vs. King Kong and you know, Wonder Woman, if you will, you know, if you're really, if you're really doing the benchmark of these big movies, right. And that's, you know, I think there's a lot of lazy people that wouldn't go to the trouble of canceling just to save like yeah. 15 bucks. They're like, no, no, I don't want to cancel and sign back up. You know, I'll just pay for another month of it and then I'll watch Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what the next slotted movie is after, after, uh, Godzilla and Kong, um, but I mean, no. I'll be there for it because I'm already paying for it. Yeah, well, exactly. And there's more on there that you know that we we see the value. I mean, you're, I know you're paying just to keep this the the Snyder cut uh, coming for you. <laughs> oh God, uh, yeah, I forgot um, about that thing. But you know, I, I think I think this trailer. I mean, it proves there is absolutely this is not cinematic history. Uh, this is a movie that you could easily watch at home versus the theater and get a good experience. You know, about the same experience. And uh, honestly, I think it's a uh, 
this this legendary um, pictures monster verse. I think there's more life to it in maybe newer creatures rather than trying to carry out Godzilla and King Kong stuff. Um, but I don't know what that looks like in the long run. Do you think it's gonna be like Baby Godzilla? You remember those movies? From, <laughs> oh God! From... Take it, take it, make it an animated yeah. property. I mean, they could go to the they could go the route of uh, Jurassic World and get like a Netflix animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Camp uh, Cretaceous. With yeah, and I I think we got to see something mecha. I oh. mean, if this franchise is really going out on this this uh, this movie, right. give us something mecha That's... related. Uh, the first couple frames where you see uh, some people running into uh, the subway, some people are speculating that that could be Mecha Godzilla. Uh, I I went frame by frame, and it's hard to tell because you don't often see that upward shot of directly on yeah. Godzilla's jaw. So you're just like, is that just his normal square jaw, or is that like what? a mecha jaw? So... There is, it's red. I don't know if you caught that or not. Yeah, I caught I caught the red, but in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, he glows a lot through those scales. So that's something that he's been but, shown doing. So I, I'm not convinced either way yet. I Well, so again, I, I've seen a lot of parodies of this. It's like where Kong tells Godzilla to save Mothra, and he's like, how do you know that name? Because it's oh, the yeah. Batman v Superman thing. But like, I, I think, you know, you know, they wasted their Mothra shot, if you will, um, mm-hmm. in, in King of the Monsters. And if it's red, I, I really think it could be... I. A mecha Godzilla doesn't make sense. How do you build something that big? Oh, I get it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I know this isn't really yeah. a movie grounded in reality. We're talking about titans that live at the center of the earth. A right? hollow you know, earth you, theory, Mike. If you yeah, will. how do you how do you build a big robot in time? Because it's like they don't have the quite of the tone of Pacific yeah. Rim has. You know that movie makes sense building giant monsters. So yeah, yeah it's not going to make any sense. But it's not going to make any sense either way. Right. Like they're always trying to nuke these monsters, and they I, literally say these monsters eat nuclear energy like well let's shoot nukes at them everyone's dumb in this movie so (laughs) i think i think again i'm gonna lean into hopefully they 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 continue the story from king of the monsters and put the Ghidorah in there like maybe they reanimated one of its head on a a body that looks like maybe godzilla then um yeah yeah maybe that could be a possibility i mean there's gonna be a lot i know there's a lot of hardcore godzilla heads out there that would like no godzilla is the best he's gotta win he's so cool but from my perspective, Godzilla isn't super fun to watch on screen. Every once in a while, he'll do something cool, but he's got really no movable arms. You know, once he once he like gets his fire breath out there, all he can really do is like chomp mm. on somebody and wiggle them around. The- like Godzilla is going to be fun to watch because he's got prehensile stuff that he can grab. Like there's that shot in the trailer where I don't know what the hell he's holding, but he's like blocking the blast. He's got he's got a big axe it. or something. You ever played that game Primal Rage? In the 2000s, oh, yeah, I remember. Where it was like yeah, dinosaurs yeah, yeah. versus each other uh, with weapons. I'm like, this is what this feels like. I feel like they're gonna have to team up against the, the this big, huge robot uh, titan or something like that. And yeah, I, it, please, ma- please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so I can just disrespect your Godzilla yeah. every week until this movie. This, comes out. this is gonna be entertaining. <laughs> I, I think, at least for me, like again, turn it off. Don't I don't have to worry about anything coming. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not um here to worry about you know what TV show is gonna be on HBO Max yet to continue the stories of of Godzilla mm. versus Kong, but I, I'm looking forward to some fun later. New content, Mike. We don't get that very often right now. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of that, we're going to shift gears here. The rumors black widow could be, is expected to get delayed again. Ugh. And yeah, I mean, Disney does not want this out on video on demand. <laughs> they don't, yeah, they've, they've not swapped their deals out yet. They're not doing anything good. I mean, uh, was it Ray and the last dragon is on the, 
uh, premiere access in March, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they moved. We're gonna talk about they moved a bunch of other movies, but not this one. And God, that's bold to hold it till till May. But God, give us something, man. The TV shows are fine, but give us the movie. I don't think yeah, it's gonna that. really break our. I guess this would a break the internet, but also for, for lack of a better term, but also like it's not gonna change the MCU. I think as as much as people. No, it, it just seems like it's going to be like a really nice send off. Like, I, I hope I hope everything's as good as Logan, right? Because yeah. Logan's a great movie. I don't think it's going to quite hit that same tone because uh, Logan was more of a, in the vein of a Western. But like, I imagine this is more as a send off for Scarlett Johansson in the mm-hmm. MCU. So I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I'm not expe- expecting some some big, re- you know, big reveal for the MCU. It, it's going to be, I believe, a couple small um pinpoint changes like small changes like moving pawns around a chessboard for the mcu but nothing like checkmate like this is your next five years right here in black widow yeah exactly so i I, this i I get it there's a lot of money to be made in marvel movie but like just give us this give us Mm -hmm. there's also rumor that hawkeye jeremy renner filmed a cameo for this and i'm pretty sure it's the budapest scene stuff like i think we've talked about that, that. that that makes a lot of sense yeah he'd love to do that kind of stuff uh I'm sure he's looking for some work to do before Hawkeye became a series. So mm-hmm. give it to him. Now, one of my least favorite sections, uh, delays for days. My God. <laughs> delays for days. Days. Uh, again, we talked about this earlier. Uh, there's plenty of time to die because no time to die has been pushed back for like the fourth time to October mm-hmm. of this year. Um, MGM, uh, whoever it is, Eon, they're really holding on to this movie. Like they really think – the last Daniel Craig movie. The guy looks like a potato in a suit, right? Like he's going to make a lot of money. I don't know if it's going yeah. to uh, yeah. at this point. So that's fine. Morbius um, forgot about it. It was supposed to come out in March. They pushed it back to January of next year. That's news to me. I, th- I thought the last time we talked about Morbius, they pushed it to October. Like they did. All right. a whole yeah, I'm sorry. Push. It was, it was October of this year. And then it was January. It was mm-hmm. moved because no time to die took its slot on the Sony <laughs> thing. So Morbius got pushed back. You know, I would take the very, very, very easy jab at Morbius right now to say like, oh, it's coming out in January. That's not a good slot. But months don't mean anything anymore yeah. with COVID. We're, it's it's going to take a little while before we even see if January actually ends up being a dumping yeah. ground again. The summer could suck for all we know at this point. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they just, they just, I think they just picked an open day because everything is literally very fluid right now. They're like, what do we got? We got January? Move it. Uh, on that note, Sony also moved Uncharted way back to February of next year as well. Um, that movie will never happen, Mike. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, we keep talking about that. It keeps getting it had directors moved all over the place. Actors, hey, we've out we've had we've had photographs from the set. It's yeah. happening. It is, it, I, and I believe it'll happen next year. It'll be it'll be good for it. There might be another game by the time this comes out. They keep, <laughs> keep delaying it. Uh, uh, Disney moved the Kingsman uh, back from I believe the spring to August uh, to make room for for better theater going. I mean, maybe August possibly might be safe territory. Yeah. We'll see. Well, we'll we'll see how it goes. Bob's Burgers, the movie, removed indefinitely. They don't even know <laughs> when they're going to put this out. So, I didn't. I forgot that's even coming out. But I was like, oh yeah, we've not even seen a trailer. Yeah, you you have a lot more avenues with like an animated property like that. Yeah. You know, I I could easily see that being a streaming and never coming to oh. uh, theaters. Oh. Not saying that's indicative of the quality of it, but you know, people aren't 
as hyped this, for the Bob's Burgers movie as they are, you know, the next James Bond. Right. Movie. Well, exactly. And that's a very niche audience, right? You're not taking the family to see Bob's Burgers the movie. I'm pretty sure. But it would be a great addition to Hulu if they need to get Hulu subscribers because like yeah, the whole show's true. on there. Yep. Lastly, uh, sad shout out for Ghostbusters people. Ghostbusters Afterlife pushed back to November <laughs> from March, which is uh, the again. I think this is like the second move for it. And what we're going to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife? A couple things, believe it or not. First and <laughs> foremost, there's this first look at the the, the ghost muncher. Um, apparently, oh he, god, it's so fat. <laughs> he was like in a uh, blink and miss it scene in the trailer, but he uh, this this little dude made a. An appearance on MasterChef Junior Spain uh, when they were doing a Ghostbusters the episode. Hell? And uh, wow, I guess this is oh, okay. Yeah, there was like a brief shot where they're like, "Oh, is that Slimer?" But yeah. I think it was like in a very brief like pan zip. He was, zoom I, I think, he was in the car or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this little <laughs> little dude looks like a water bear, one of those little creatures with the yeah, a little tardigrade. Yeah, yeah uh, but he he looks this like creepy as hell. He's gonna oh, be eating weird. some food. So <laughs> there's your muncher uh, from Master, our leak from Master Chef Junior Spain, uh, but also snacks. Our favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, Mike has, was graciously bestowed upon me that there will be three flavors of Ecto Cooler. Oh, Ecto Cooler, baby. Oh, if my... you're a longtime listener, you know exactly how we feel about Ecto Cooler. Oh, my gosh. You the were... mandarin orange flavored uh, juice drink that uh, returned for that. Uh, the, uh, the What was the, the reboot? Last it was 2016. It was just Ghostbusters. Was it? It was just called Ghostbusters, and we we reviewed the drink before we actually reviewed the movie. We did. I mean, remember, I bought cases of that. Like I had it at my oh. wedding. Remember, I was like giving those out yeah. as like gifts. Well, I I was gonna ask you. So the the image I showed you, the link for these three new Ecto Cooler flavors, showed them all in cans. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. During the last Ghostbusters movies, we got the classic juice carton and cans, right? Yes, Is I had how it, okay. I had can, the cartons were harder to find. The cans were not. Mm-hmm. You could order the cans through Amazon Pantry. Uh, mm. For that, but they are doing three flavors. They have original Ecto Cooler, Gooberry, and Big Apple, uh, and yeah, pink, blue, and green cans. Yeah, I don't know if those other two flavors had ever existed previously. Uh, I'm only familiar with the mainline Ecto Cooler orange flavored one, but I'm so down for those other ones. Oh yeah, we're gonna be all on top of this. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm 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 fucking thrilled. Like this is so exciting <laughs> for me. Uh, I'm just I'm just loving it uh, so much. And then also. Uh, the new uh, one of the other product things that leaked is the Twinkies, the Ghostbusters Twinkies. Do you remember in the first movie, the original, they talk about the Twinkie, like the goo's inside, and that's the yeah, that's I vaguely like, remember that. Yeah, there was a there was a, a reference, but now they have um, fruit flavored Twinkies that have blue goo in the middle of them. Looks like so. Um, this is awesome. I think this is a really fun Twinkie to, to go. Well, I think we gotta get all this Mike together. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. It lo- it looks like the the cream on the inside is fruit flavored. Yeah. So, so I'm glad I'm glad they're not just doing a like you know we c- we complain about palette swaps in our superhero movies, but I also hate palette swaps in my snacks. Like don't just give me a different color. Yeah. Don't a different flavor. I mean, uh, all you're doing is dropping like a little extract artificial flavoring in there. Like just pick one, throw it in there. I don't care if it's good or bad. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I I'm I'm I'm. Very excited for all these snacks coming out, Mike. Like, this is this has got me hyped for Ghostbusters. Like, you know, I know there are people who love Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm sorry, listener of the show, Adam, but like, the the snacks are the best part of Ghostbusters for us right now. So, mm-hmm. and we're we're living, we're living for it. Uh, Superman and Lois on the CW will have a 90 minute debut. It's 90 minute episode, like two hour episode, 90 minutes of footage on the CW when it comes out based on this new trailer. 
uh, and I don't know if you got to watch this trailer before we started, Mike. I, th- I forgot to tell you about it. But um, it's a very uh, interesting thing because I forgot Superman and Lois literally have two kids. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've been around for a little bit. And it looks like, you know, he's got a villain to fight in this one. And I don't know who it is. And I'm a little intrigued by this show more than I thought I would be. Um, simply because this doesn't look like a normal Superman show, right? Like, this isn't your your main Earth Superman. This is, this is somebody else with a different life. Yeah. So uh, I, I know I know recently um, I was talking about kind of like the CW universe and I was really curious what the future of it is going to be. And our next section, you know, maybe we'll have a little bit more uh, insight into maybe the stats or analytics of the people that are watching this. But I'm really curious, you know, if the fever is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll do an I'll do another uh, I'll do another uh, call out to people out there if you are still all in on this CW universe and you want to see more crossovers and you want to see them keep, you know, plucking out new characters and making new shows. I, you know, I really want to know, but I just feel like I don't see the excitement anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe, maybe they've just like, they've plateaued, but they're still, you know, profitable, right? You know, they're not like, you know, triple Xing these, uh, these viewers uh, every week, but they're still having a pretty uh, solid audience. I think can still adds to, you know, that that's fine. But I, I feel like just the hype isn't there anymore. Right. Well, I think, I think the, the newness is worn off, right? Like back when this was the only superhero TV shows, these were the hot yeah. shit. Well, now mm-hmm. guess what? Uh, Netflix and Amazon are making comic book movies uh, or TV shows, right? That are good. The Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. The Boys, Marvel's now dipping their toes in this. Um, DC's even up their their game with what Doom Patrol and some of the other stuff they're putting on HBO Max now, like uh, Titans. Mm-hmm. Where does where where does this need to exist anymore to get that audience? And um. Yeah, you know, we'll talk about. It. I want. I'm gonna go ahead and jump into this. The crossover with with super with Batwoman for Superman Lois was canceled due to the pandemic. That's mm-hmm. fine, but Batwoman, the newest season, despite the fact the CW app was the number one app in the App Store right this week, mm-hmm. this was the third least viewed episode of the series. Ooh, that's pretty surprising too. I mean, because you would think like a big change, like a new character would kind of, maybe people would tune in just to see what the difference is. And maybe you would see a bigger drop off in episode two, but I guess Ruby Rose, she was the, she was a big draw. Like she is a, she was a star that drove people to uh, the, uh, I guess the first season. Yeah. and, And I think, you know, that's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. It's, is it, the change is it the actress is it the fact that we've gone so long without him and nobody just cares about batwoman because you don't really get batman in this kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. like what what i don't know what the thing is but like you know the cw app still like had some really good you know number one app in the app store what do you say it was beating all the other free apps all week you sent me the screenshot Yeah, it was really interesting. I think what it was is this goes to the heart of who watches the CW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do get nerds like us every every once in a while tuning in, but I think it was because there was a show called All American came back, which I believe is about like high school football, and I think Riverdale's also returning soon. So it's just like there's a well, very specific demo that really really loves the CW and those shows o- over there. So I, you know, I don't think they're necessarily there for the hoop superhero they, stuff anymore. They. Um, it was actually Walker, the Walker Texas Ranger reboot that has the actor from Supernatural, Jared Padalecki, in it. That was like the number one show for the CW this week. And I th- oh, I had no idea. Yeah, so uh, like apparently it was like breaking. It's like the number one show since like 2018 on there, and I don't remember what 20, 2018 was. So like wow, this uh, I guess Supernatural's over, right? So but so the actor Jared Padalecki's got history with the CW. 
uh, and and obviously the the rabid Walker Texas Ranger fan base um, <laughs> all going to CW. But like they had a bunch of stuff this week. But it's sad that literally Batwoman performs so badly compared to the face of all these other shows that are not superhero related content on the CW. So I, yeah, I uh, I I checked out. Uh, I I still cannot really intelligently talk about a lot of the uh, the DC HBO TV shows like Doom Patrol or Titans. But I did watch one episode of Titans like a week or two ago, and it just kind of seemed like um like a CW 1.5 type of show. It just really felt like I was getting the same stuff that uh, the Berlanti verse has been making uh, for y- years and years now, just with a little bit more money and you know you can say fuck Batman mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> Well, it's so, still, it's still yeah. technically Berlanti making those, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm really, I, you know, for me, I think I've just kind of, I don't want to say evolved past those shows because it just sounds really, uh, it just sounds really, uh, uh, douchey to say but there's just there's just more better stuff out Mm. there right now we don't really need to like settle down with like you know 23 episodes a season for five seasons anymore Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's quality over quantity i think right now Mm -hmm. and and that's in terms of you know of the streaming not streaming wars but all the advent of streaming services you want the quality over quantity and i you know i'll use a show i haven't watched it but star trek discovery apparently is really awesome and well, mm. we don't have CBS All Access, soon to be Paramount Plus. I've thought about getting a trial just to watch that show because I've heard so much good about it, and it's only like ten episodes a season. Yeah, going I'm gonna on. have to pay for a month of it to uh, watch the Super Bowl. Super Bowl uh, in in uh, two weeks. Uh, yeah, shout out to people that uh, that uh, keep up with the uh, football. Yeah. We're recording on the day of these uh, championship games, so I hope uh, I hope your team uh, yeah. hope your team did well. Guess what? No movie trailers during the Super Bowl this year, Mike. So the hell with that. I, that's, I don't know any. They usually <laughs> announce them pretty early, but we'll see. I don't. I'm not expecting them to. You know, the, the, no one has a release date. Um, at most, we might get lucky, get a Shang Chi uh, trailer since that's in the summer, and maybe an Eternals trailer if we're luckier. But I'm not gonna bank on those right now. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like the it looks like the Super Bowl. I'm checking out my phone right now. Real time, uh, Sunday at so, six p.m. on the West Coast. It looks like it's gonna be. It looks like it's gonna be the Chiefs and the Bucks. The Chiefs That's again. Gonna, uh, yeah, the Chiefs again. I don't know anything about football, but I'll be preparing my snacks. Uh, well, uh, we all know I'm a Bucks fan, uh, but not because of any sports related reasons. So that's <laughs> that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, Anyway, lastly, though, speaking of streaming movies, Extraction, the Chris Hemsworth movie we saw this summer, right, uh, from the Russo mm-hmm. brothers, uh, is apparently they're building an Extraction universe, if you will. <laughs> uh, and, uh, the, you know, they're going to bring more characters from the world, spinning yeah. off into other media, not just TV shows or movies, but like comic books, stories, stuff like that. Okay. But like, um, <laughs> I think it's just like the unexpected, you know, success of this movie. But literally in a summer where we're getting nothing, like, I don't think... I don't think it's a great movie. Like it's not the greatest thing, but it was new content in the moment, right? So I mean, it just it just had some it just had some better than average action set pieces that we don't usually get because wasn't this? I know it was produced by the Russos, but I think it was directed by uh, an ex stunt right. person, I, kind of like how the um, John Wick but, movie. But it was right? written by one of the Russo brothers. Yeah, okay, it was, and, okay. and like they, I, they made a comic book, right? And then they turned it into this movie. So yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. Yeah, I don't really know what universe you have to pull off here, right? You know, because if you think of something like John Wick, where you have this unique lore of like, of like these assassins and the underground and like these coins that they trade and stuff like that, we didn't get any of that in Extraction. This was a pretty straightforward movie of like military dude tries to save kid. This, 
uh, it works end of movie. To bring right? it back <laughs> to the beginning of the show, the team in Predator is hired. They're an extraction team, which is meant to do the same thing Chris Hemsworth's team was doing, right? Uh, in this Predator universe before they ended up fighting, having to fight a Predator they weren't told about. So are you, are you trying to tell me about that by the third or fourth extraction movie we might have aliens? Oh, is that what you're trying to tell would me, Would you Chris? be surprised? <laughs> I would be excited. Yeah, be a fun. nice blue beam light into the sky opening up a portal to other universes. <laughs> Just like all the movies. I don't This isn't like a universe I'm clamoring for. Again, I'd like to see a sequel. It doesn't have to be the same thing again. Like, we don't need Extraction 2, Electric Boogaloo, but like... Uh, I I like Chris Hemsworth. I think he's a great action star. But like again, we talked about it feels like Call of a Call of Duty mission, the movie kind of thing. So <laughs> yeah, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what they do with this, but if someone wants to pay him to make other stuff, let them. That's fine with me. Russo brothers are good guys. All right, Mike, that's our show for this week. We made it. We we did it. Uh, a whole week's worth of news here. I didn't think we had much when I started making my notes this week. Someone asked me, "What's the big news this week?" I'm like, "I don't know." That's a great question. <laughs> Uh, but thankfully, we had that Godzilla versus Kong really fill up the middle of the episode here. The real, <laughs> real meat of it. But uh, if people want to know what you're up to, where can they find you at? Oh, it's very easy. You just got to follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And I also made a TikTok account. Uh, so it's the same Mike Royer Design. I only have one video up there. I don't know if I'm ever going to use it uh, for myself, but you can follow me there if you want. So that's Mike Royer Design. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, uh, V-A-L-D-A-N-87, or Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, I, again, I've been telling Mike about this. I'm very hyped. I tell everyone about this who will sit and listen to me for a second. Because <laughs> I'm working on arcade stuff, and I'm very, very excited. Because you know what that means. I can just work on it in my house and not have to go anywhere for, for days mm-hmm. on end. So I'm very excited to build some arcade stuff. I showed Mike these light guns that work with new TVs, um, which I think you're hyped about. Because every time I ask you, what should I buy first? You're like, well, guns. Get the light guns, like yeah, because I'm just a I'm just a child at heart, yeah. you know. I just want the toy gun. Exactly, and 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 plugged in, and guess how many quarters you'll have to spend to, to shoot more guns? None. That's uh, the best. Better part. be none. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you pay me your quarters. Pay them directly to me. I want one of those change belts, you know, uh, with the quarters that arcades used. To yeah. But anyway, uh, people want to know more about the show, uh, stuff we do. Where can they find us at? Well, they can find it all at SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to link to that King Kong versus Godzilla trailer or if you want to see the first look at Muncher, that really gross-looking ghost thing, on MasterChef Junior Spain. It's so weird. I love getting leaks from the weirdest uh, weirdest parts of the world. Uh, uh, so you can hit that up at SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you, so please reach out. Tell us, are you still watching WandaVision? Are you more excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Loki? Are you more of a Chris or are you more of a Mike? Who knows? Uh, let us know. Are you also excited for Ecto Cooler like we are? Are we the only ones? Are we the only grown men that are craving for flavored sugar water? <laughs> that might be the the case uh but uh if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy make sure you're wearing your mask and social distancing and getting your vaccine and if you already got it uh please make sure you get your second round of the vaccine because that's the most important part so please do all you have to do get the world back to normal so we can go back to the movie theaters everybody and uh you'll be a super fan so do those things and you'll be a super fan yes that sounds good and we will catch you guys next week all right bye everybody Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.
fucking clue what that is, so that'll yep, be fun. I know. I've been saving. I've been saving. <laughs> yep. Yep. Saving it. 